Hey friends and family, welcome to Jesus Time, where we talk about what Jesus tells us in our time with him. And I'm your host, Gisela Lou, and I'm so happy to be with you guys again and to share what God has been sharing with me, because we all know he is the best and he is so near and he's so faithful to share and reveal just what we need to know him better, to make him known to experience the abundant life that he died for us to have. And I'm, guys, this is such a time. (laughs) I have recently, along with my husband and a bunch of incredible people, um, gone to a leadership conference in Miami where I grew up. So, so many memories, so much fun. We stayed in a home with 12 people and it was invigorating. It was so much fun. And I shouldn't say 12 people. It was 12 leaders who love Jesus and love people authentically, deeply. And it was, it was, it was all the things. It was all the things. And then this conference I'm not sure how many were there. It was, I don't know, one or 200 people. Uh, I am not a great estimator of numbers. But again, not just people. Leaders. People who have laid down their lives in service to Jesus Christ and to his church. People who really, really love Jesus. People who get it. uh, People who are not caught up in the world's definition of leadership, but are all about Christ's servant leadership. And, oh my goodness, I I think I may have experienced a little bit of heaven, so don't be jealous. Or do, I don't know, maybe you'll come next year. So, one of the messages that really struck me, and when I say struck, guys, struck unlocked, ripped open, built back up. (laughs) And before I share with you what that was, I will share where I have been and what I have struggled with so you can really appreciate how God spoke to me. That was so cool. So I have recently taken on some responsibilities that I think are super fun and and also some leadership roles. And I have this weird, almost contentious relationship with leadership because I am torn between what the world says it should be and what God says it is. Not only in my brain, but even when I'm living it out practically, moment by moment. What does that mean? How do I think about it? Because most of my effort is expended in my brain. And so I knew, okay, servant leadership. But I also knew that God had given me these gifts and these burdens that were not so much boots on the ground serve as in cleaning the church and doing the dishes. I mean, I'll do it if it's necessary, but that does not activate me. The gifts and the burdens God's given me have a lot more to do with speaking God's word to people, exhorting, encouraging people to see Jesus and who he really is and how much he really loves you and sharing with people who they really are in Christ and how God has made them and propelling them with everything I have to move forward. 
I get activated by raising up leaders and even specifically female leaders. So we come to a second part of my struggle and we're not going to talk too much about this, but just enough so you understand where my struggle has been. Women's roles, (laughs) right? I mean, those scriptures in the Bible where um, Paul is exhorting, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. I'm not trying to get around that. I'm not. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes it grates my cheese. But God's word is God's word. And if I am his daughter and I am, then I'm going to receive that with joy and excitement and trust him to work out in my heart what needs to be worked out. So even with that verse, or I shouldn't say even with that verse, looking specifically at that verse, my husband, who is also a pastor, bonus authority for me, right? has communicated that that does not mean women should never speak in church because even in 1 Corinthians 11, it talks about when a woman speaks in church, she should do it this way. So he has uh, laid out that in that verse about, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. It's a both and. It's a usurping of authority that Paul's like, "Mm, that's a hard no, guys. And so... If that's the limit where, okay, if I'm in a church service and a pastor is preaching, I should not go up to him, grab the mic and take over. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm 100% agreement with that. And And so what we have come to find, and I say we, my husband and I, and, you know, maybe some close friends, is that in the area of women's roles, Most of us, our good friends, our circle, our tribe, our church, our association of churches, we agree with that verse, which we would call the complementarian model. Um, Google that if you don't know what it means. I don't want to take too much time with that, but we agree with that. Where we can disagree is the expression of that truth. Um, Does it mean that I don't say anything in church? Does it mean that I can speak as long as I'm not on the stage? Does it mean that I can sing and share verses in between worship songs, which I do sometimes? Um, Does it mean that I can stand on the stage with my husband and share? Does it mean that, you know, so there's a whole bunch of different ways that can be expressed. And I have good friends who are on like opposite extremes of that expression. And so this brings me to my struggle is as a female leader, my walk, my leadership uh, practice has been one of great hesitation. (laughs) I often would not know what was okay and who was going to be offended. And should I say this and should I do this? And man, this burden in my heart is so big, I'm about to explode, but so-and-so feels this way and -and so-and-so feels that way. So should I not accommodate for my brother and sister not making them stumble? So you see my struggle, hopefully. And there are so many ways that that played out. There's so many hard conversations that have been had. And so this is where I am. Okay. So hopefully you guys have gotten my background and my struggle And so this leadership conference came and a few times from the stage, male pastors have said, 
And you know what they said, uh, I'm quoting them. You know what guys, this leadership network, it's not an authoritative body, but it is a network of leaders, pastors, ministry leaders. And that includes men and women. They said that, they said that. And while women may not be able to be head pastors or whatever your belief is in that expression of that truth, there is a seat at the table for us as leaders. And I was like, ooh, I'm listening. So the conference went on. (laughs) And this is the teaching that ripped me open, gutted me out, built me back up again, set me on fire. And now, unless the Lord or my husband (laughs) says anything, I'm not going to stop. Okay, so we're going to read out of the text in 1 Kings 18 verses 19 through 21 and I'm going to read out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible but then we're going to look at different versions as well. 1 Kings 18 19 through 21 and this is Elijah and Ahab they're having the showdown because Ahab was like the worst king of Israel ever. His leadership was terrible because he only cared about himself He worshipped Baal, his wife worshipped Asherah, and he was supposed to be uh, the king of God's chosen people, and he did not do that. He did not lead the way God wanted him to lead. So in comes Elijah, who's like, "Mm, listen, you are not okay. You are wrecking Israel. And so, okay, we're going to start reading in verse 19. And this is Elijah talking to King Ahab. Now, summon all Israel to meet me at Mount Carmel, along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab summoned all the Israelites and gathered the prophets at Mount Carmel. Then Elijah approached all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If Yahweh is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people didn't answer him a word. You guys, oh my gosh. Do you remember like 10 minutes ago when I shared how a lot of my leadership practice was hesitation? That word, guys, hesitation. God used that same word to yell at me in a loving way. How long will you hesitate between two opinions? Remember the two friends I said that I had on either extreme of the expression of women's roles? You guys, that was, that was God saying, you, Gisela, need to decide. If Yahweh is God, follow him, period. And I really didn't need to read much further than that. If Yahweh is God, and he is, Newsflash, he is. Then follow him. Woo! I was so shook. I was so shook. I was excited. I was a little nervous because I'm like, oh, am I going to offend people with how I'm wired or what I might say? And, and God's like, you know what? Just follow me. Just follow me. Go, go, go. And then, of course, I had to go back after this message and read the scriptures and read every version of this passage. And I want you to listen to the different words used for hesitate. Halt, hobble, 
sit on the fence, limp, struggle, waver, and try to have it both ways. You guys, those are not the actions of a follower of Jesus Christ. That is not what marks a disciple of Christ. Male or female, we are not to hesitate. So, okay, so I'm like, okay, I don't know what this means, but I'm excited, Lord, let's go. So I still wanted to check in with my husband and then our other pastor was there, Andrew, who is such a godly man. This man made breakfast for us every morning that we were there. It was so cool. Okay, so I'm asking them both, hey guys, this is what I think God's saying to me. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do or, or what's okay to think about here. And both of them looked at me with the biggest smile on their face and they just said, go for it, do what you want. I was like, what, what? You don't understand what you're saying. You should not release me in this manner. And they just, they just look so peaceful and so confident in releasing me. I'm not sure what I'm released for yet, to be honest, but, but what I do know with certainty is that the leadership practice I struggled with before marked by hesitating has now been uprooted, transformed, redeemed, and refocused on following Yahweh, who is God. And so uh, I, I hope that you are encouraged to listen to the Holy Spirit in you, listen to the burdens and the giftings that God has put in your life to edify the body of Christ, to make his name known, to advance his kingdom, all under the beautiful design of the body of Christ. Men and women, we are under authority one way or the other. And so we can... We don't have to hesitate. We can move forward under the authority of God, under the authority of our pastors and leaders in freedom, in freedom, and do whatever it is God has called us to do. You guys, thanks for joining me today. I hope you're encouraged, and I hope that, oh, I hope your Jesus times are fire. I love you so much. Mm-hmm.